1: Jurassic Views, Courtney Wright, Zaya Bryce Diamond. I'm in Toronto, Mississauga to be specific. And the summer vibes, the mood in the GTA right now. Uh, with Simu and Jeremy Lin throwing celebrity games. With Scotty Barnes doing video and, and photo ops in shoppers drug marts. <laughs> The vibes are high, free agency is in full effect, and Toronto looks like a place any player in the league would want to come to. Courtney, Zaya, how are you two on this fine Wednesday evening?
2: I am doing all right. I uh, I am getting over COVID, so my voice is a bit scratchy. My brain is a bit foggy, but I'm here. I have the Raptors-Utah game in front of me on the big screen in my hotel room because I'm in Ottawa right now on a pseudo-vacation that turned into COVID isolation, but I uh, am happy to be here. I'm excited to talk ball. I, uh, I have many thoughts about free agency in Toronto and Scotty Barnes, and he will remain a Raptor, and I will leave it at that for now.
1: Yeah, yeah. See what's good with you? I'm here uh, watching
0: the Toronto Raptors battle with the Utah Jazz in the background, Uh, but uh, enjoying the summer vibes. I have been bumping uh, Burner Boy's
1: last, last, literally all week. So that's uh, that's my mood. Respect. Respect. All right, y'all. Well, we got lots to talk about. And if you didn't know already, for those listening and even my co-hosts, this is the season finale. Season two is wrapping up in this recording. Uh, very exciting. It is it as highly anticipated as the Stranger Things season finale? That I don't know. I think it's still under question, but uh, I'm pretty hyped up about this season finale. And tonight we're gonna start where we started last episode with a Brittany Griner update. Now I'm sure that we have lots of information uh, on this, but uh, Courtney, we'll will let you uh, at least touch on some of the uh, the main points, and then Zaya and I we can we can jump in after that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Bryce. I appreciate that we uh, continue to put focus on Brittany, even when maybe there aren't super tangible updates. Like here's the date that she's coming home. I'm happy that we're continuing this conversation, and. As much as we might not be Stranger Things success level, I would like to believe this will probably be our most popular season finale of all time.
3: <laughs> Nicely I'd done
2: on that, I think.
3: <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, as for Brittany Griner, so she has now been in custody in Russia for 146 days. Um, on a brighter note, her trial has begun, and the trial, as much as that's obviously not a fun or positive process for any person to go through, it is a very important step in her coming back home. Um, So her trial began on July 1st. She had her second hearing a week ago today, and her third hearing is actually taking place tomorrow. Um, So there have been a lot of updates coming out of that, uh, namely that Brittany did plead guilty last week to possession of 0.7 grams of THC oil um, and I think it's important to contextualize that a little bit in the sense that I'm certainly not in a position to say what was or was not in Brittany Griner's luggage on that day. But um, in order for any U.S. citizen to start the process of a potential hostage negotiation or prison swap a defendant actually has to plead guilty, whether or not they are in fact guilty. So again, I'm not trying to say she did or she didn't. But what I am saying is that by her pleading guilty, that can now open the door to start negotiations about potentially exchanging the release of Brittany for the release of someone who's currently being held in the United States. So it's again, nothing super tangible or any specifics to share. But Things are moving forward, which is uh, which is at the very least encouraging, and it's yeah. looking like her trial should wrap up in early August. So we should have a bit more substantial updates then, or at least a better idea of what happens next and when.
1: Oof. thanks, uh, Courtney, for that for that quick update. Uh, Z, what what comes to mind as you've been reading some of this stuff and seeing it maybe in social media or even within the nba world
0: well i'll take it maybe even further than further than that i think we also have to understand it's the it's not just the backdrop but the context right this is a there's a a, a waging war um and and I, I would still call it a an invasion of russia to ukraine and so um and this is a proxy war between the U.S. and Russia, and Brittany Griner is found there. I also want to, you know, highlight. I know people who may be listening to our podcast and and thinking that we're just putting a an accentuation on on Brittany Griner's uh, situation, but yes, we are also acknowledging that there are many Ukrainians who are um, suffering in this moment, both those within. Ukraine and also those in the diaspora who have family, friends and fellow um, Ukrainians within that context. And unfortunately there's also Russians who are dissidents and who are also uh, uh, suffering in light of all of this. So all of that kind of points to Brittany Griner and I hope people can understand um, the the, the unjust uh, treatment of a black <clears throat> queer woman in light of all of this, knowing full well that uh, how Russia has historically treated uh, members of the queer community, but also um, people who are um, historically marginalized. So there's a lot of things going on, and, I, and I'm hoping that uh, um, I know it, it's her name hasn't been brought up, you know, in NBA circles as much as other issues have like social issues that are happening domestically. Um, And so I think the NBA is walking a tightrope uh, and and I think we can tell that when it comes to even their, their stars. I know uh, Courtney, you mentioned LeBron James. I haven't heard anything. Right. Um, My Twitter feed is quite widespread in terms of uh, platform, you know, people who are quite, Players, particularly that are quite vocal on the plat, using the platform, but uh, I haven't heard things as consistently as others, and so uh, that concerns me on one end, and also um, also reminds me how it it's very strategic in terms, at least, how the U.S. government is trying to play this um, and keeping their cards close to the vest, Um, and that's even coming from you know, international relation experts. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's, it's just really disheartening because at the end of the day, you have people who, someone who's incredibly well-recognized, um, someone who would have participated in WNBA all-star game that happened this past weekend, but also someone who has a partner, you know, and a family Mm -hmm. back in the U S who's really concerned about all of this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you Touched on a couple of things, Zaya, that I think were very important, namely the kind of context of not just Brittany's situation, but the invasion at large. And I would also—I wouldn't call it a war; I would call it an invasion of a country that did not choose to participate in in a war. Um, but of course, a lot of people have been impacted by it, including citizens of Russia, who personally, of course, don't want to see Britney Griner in bars and. Uh, that was a point that was actually raised earlier today by uh, the Phoenix Mercury's head coach who even commented saying that Russia's government is actually robbing Russian citizens of the opportunity to watch Britney play, because that's the whole reason that she went to Russia in the first place was to play basketball in the offseason. Um, and that, of course, leads into the bigger conversation of, well, Why did the best, one of the best female athletes in the United States have to travel internationally in order to play her sport that she is the best at? Um, And of course, we could talk about pay equity and the differences there for hours and hours. But uh, I I think it's important to contextualize her situation. Um, And yeah, I know there are things happening in the background. I know that there are a lot of hostage negotiators actively working to secure her release and uh, it's a bit difficult because they can't share too much right like I wish that we had more news I wish they could tell us what specifically they're doing because I can't imagine how Sherelle feels being told that things are happening being cold, told that these discussions are taking place but not really knowing what that looks like. But at the same time, I could understand as a hostage negotiator, your hands are a bit tied. If you share all of the information that you're currently negotiating, then that's ultimately going to hurt Brittany and Sherelle more than it's going to help her. So I hope that we'll keep staying informed and providing as much information as we can. And I don't know, trusting that the work that's being done or that we're being told is being done is in fact happening in a very, uh, I don't know, proactive manner.
1: Uh, as I was talking to friends this week um, and there was lots of talk about, well, what if, you know, an equivalent player in the NBA uh, was found in the same situation? What, what would the response be from the fan base of the NBA? What would be the response of uh, politicians and even the White House itself? And My response was, we don't even need to talk about NBA players. We can talk about a college kid and his brother who is in high school and talk about how in China in 2017, these two brothers stole some stuff with other teammates in a Chinese shopping center and were held in prison for a day and a half. Before the president himself asked for the brothers to be released, the uh, standards are exceptionally embarrassing. Um, And I think there's, uh, it's so easy to to talk about, uh, like, compare things hypothetically, but when you can compare things, that aren't even at the same level, um, and and how quickly things happen to me—it's—it's it's absurd. And if I were the U.S. government, uh, I would be quite embarrassed to say the least.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Anything else um, that we want to point to? I know that the WNBA All-Star Game had a little tribute for for Brittany. Was there any? Other bits of news or responses that uh, were important to mention?
2: Yeah, I'd I'd say. um, So on July 6th, there was actually the first formal rally held for Brittany Griner, and it was held by Phoenix Mercury, by her team. And it was held jointly with the Office of the United States Representative Greg Stanton of Arizona. Um, So essentially, the Mercury and the representative came together to hold this rally, just to raise awareness, draw attention to what's going on. Um, so it took place on the 6th. Over 2,000 people registered for the event. And what tends to happen with free events? 2,000 people didn't show up, but hundreds and hundreds of people did show up in Phoenix. Um, and Shirelle was one of the keynote speakers. She again shed light on what Brittany has been experiencing. Um, Brittany Griner did write a letter to Joe Biden, which he received on July 4th. Um, so pieces of that letter were made public and other pieces of them were kept private. Um, but a lot of uh, the statements that Brittany made directly to Joe Biden were shared at this rally. So as much as it's, uh, you know, they didn't get the turnout that they were expecting and hoping for, that's still hundreds and hundreds of people who are now that much more invested. And there were a lot of television networks that came out to broadcast this event.
1: Well, uh, I think that um, it, it, we're all hoping, we're all, we're all hoping that Brittany returns safely and, uh, and swiftly. Um, I'm sure that as the summer go on, we'll have more updates. Hopefully, they're, they're really good ones. Um, hopefully, she's home by the time we record our next episode. Um, but uh, I guess in the meantime, we'll talk about something that we hope Brittany Griner is, and that's someone who's free, and talk about free agency. Um, the NBA's free agency started soon after the draft, the NBA draft. And uh, the Toronto Raptors were able to sign some free agents, guys who had played on their team and and new guys. Uh, There's also been quite uh, the stir in the league, names that have been signed and names that uh, are still being talked about. Lots of rumors. Where do you guys want to start first? Well, let's start with uh, Scotty Barnes
0: is not being traded. I'll just throw that
2: out there. Amen. Okay.
0: Let's just let's de- you know debunk, you know the rumors and you know pop that you know you know bubble. Uh, what is it? The bubble or the uh, the balloon of sensationalism? Yeah. Um, it'd, it'd be a disastrous move for the franchise in the present as well as its future. Um, but it's fun to hear the Toronto Raptors um, part of the media um, uh, m- run-of-the-mill kind of conversations day in and day out. Thank you, Woj. Yeah.
1: Um, Zach I, Levine. I'm Zach. sure Zach, Zach Lowe
0: also <laughs> talked about it. Zach Lowe. Um, but uh, on, on the free agent note, I mean, we re-signed uh, to the top. Um, players uh, in our roster, uh, Thad Young and uh, Chris Boucher. uh, And, you know, tip uh, of the hat to Chris Boucher, who's had to reinvent himself uh, as an NBA player. And we've followed his journey from his G League days to um, being uh, finally signed by the Toronto Raptors and now being a key member of the rotation uh, to have him back is, uh, I think, a solid... It, I don't want to underestimate how how continuity is important um, for NBA teams, uh, but particularly for the Toronto Raptors who um, have strongly uh, have identified themselves in the Nick Nurse um, era as long, lean, versatile, um, and cerebral basketball players that play both ends. And so... Um, but the big, the big signing that I didn't expect it, and um, is Otto Porter, who just after winning a championship with the Golden State Warriors, chose Toronto, right? Um, and uh, he's not an All Star. He's, you know, it's not a, a sexy uh, a signing for the blogosphere, But I think that's really critical for uh, a, a, a team that largely is still young. Right. That is probably the only one on the roster that's 30 plus. Um, and maybe Chris Boucher, who just turned 30, um, I think 20, 29, turns 30 in January. Goodness, he's still 29. Um, <laughs> and so to have Otto Porter, who I believe is still like 29 himself. Yes. Um, and so but he I feel like he's such a, a sage. Um, uh, that's 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 a huge uh, value add to a team that I think is still, is still um, growing leaps and bounds. And so, um, uh, and I'll leave it there and let you all uh,
1: chime in. Go ahead, Courtney, thoughts?
2: <laughs> well, I was elated to see him courtside repping his roots sweatsuit at Summer League. That made my day. I don't know if <laughs> you guys saw that, but he yeah, showed Yeah, 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 He is a full-blown Toronto man now. And... <laughs> I know his wife's from Toronto, so I'm sure that uh, influenced his decision. But to me, like that, I don't know, pictures speak a thousand words. And that just spoke to how he is embracing the culture, embracing the team and embracing the country. So I'm excited. You know, like you said, Zai, it's not the most sexy signing of the world. It's not like, oh, we acquired KD, but he will be a huge help to us. I think it's also worth noting that when he was on the Bulls in, I think, 2018, 2019, him and Thad were co-captains. That's right. So those two, they've worked together. They know each other well. And I think that both of their veteran leadership collectively will bring a lot to the younger guys on the roster. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the team. And I also thought that we would have had to pay more for him. Two years for 12 million, I thought it was gonna be closer to 15, if not 18 million. So I'll take it.
1: Respect. Yeah, I mean, uh, songs came into my head when Otto Porter was signed. Um, Songs from Lionel Richie, as he seems like (laughs) Lionel Richie's son, the way he looks. Uh, But also another song that is sung at uh, or a chant at, at some basketball games, let's go Hoyas. This is a Georgetown Hoya. I mean, we've celebrated our Rexdale guy. We've celebrated uh, guys from Montreal. We get a Georgetown Hoya on this team. What more can I ask for as, as a Raptors fan? Uh, very excited that Otto Porter is joining the team. This, this pod may even have a Lionel Richie title to it.
2: <laughs> I was jamming out to dancing on the ceiling before this episode started. You
1: you <laughs> uh, what about the in the rest of the league? What are some signings? Maybe what are some max deals that you saw that really caught your eye?
2: I mean, kind of the maybe obvious one, Zion Williamson. I know that's uh, some people are calling it Exceptional, and others are kind of looking like, "What the hell are the pelicans thinking so before I share my thoughts, I'd love to hear your opinions on that his five year hundred and ninety three million dollar contract Damn. Damn.
1: Zion, what are your thoughts on Zion?
0: Well, I think with Zion uh I'm not the biggest. Fan of the hype around him right. in terms of what he's contributed to the NBA thus far. I think much of what he has done is is hype. Um, I think he's had a, a, a an interesting run thus far in his young career. And um, and bearing, I mean, he was injured last year, and I think he took, decided to take the the rest of the year off. Um, whether that's recovery, whether that's protecting his brand. Um, But I think for the Pelicans, who are, you know, it's a small market, uh, I know that they wanted to at least sign him to a deal. So in case they trade him, they can bring something of similar value back. Um, I always feel like he's had a one foot out the door kind of a player and that's just not that's not me reading into his body language or um, the way he's uh, played basketball or any rumors circulating. Uh, I just feel like he's given a few <laughs> interviews that uh, you know, kind of hinting at you know his interest of playing elsewhere, uh, you know as a young player with with a lot um, a, a lot of you know brand power behind his name. So that's it's unfortunate on one end because you know, for the longest time as a Toronto Raptor, I, I could I can empathize with you know, Pelican fans. Um, but uh, I think it's strategic at least on that level. And Pelicans given that number, is he worth that number? Um, now we're going to a debate of <laughs> a whole different debate. Um, but it is, it is the market is what it is. I mean, I wouldn't have been go bear. That two hundred million plus contract, either, but um, let's see. You know, it, it makes sense in terms of what value you can bring back, and so I think that's that 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 that's that's a it's a, it's a strategic move on, on behalf of the Pelicans. He's still not better than Scotty Barnes, though. Like
2: <laughs> <him>. <laughs> Bryce, any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Zion for me, uh, you know, it's he's not a Toronto Raptor. And it's not our salary cap. So for me to hear that he's getting that kind of dollars, good on him. Like, get paid, man. Um, Now, I think any signing, Rudy Gobert, uh, Zach Levine, Zion Williamson, uh, Jalen Brunson, whoever's getting money, just know that we are paying Fred Van Vliet. We are paying uh, OG Ananobi to extensions. Uh, And we are giving them good money because if these guys are getting that kind of dough, then, then we, they're going to make a lot of bread off us. That's all I'm saying. Um, Zion Williamson hasn't played a lot of basketball. I I would love to see him fully healthy besides CJ McCollum and BI. But uh, to this point, it it seems um, a big risk. Uh, to sign Zion to that big of cash, but at the end of the day, he's not a Raptor. It doesn't affect our salary caps. So enjoy the money.
2: Now, speaking of players who might impact our salary caps and players who are maybe uh, would be a big risk for us to take on. Yeah. We briefly talked about Kevin Durant, who in the last uh-huh. years has played I think 95 games how do we feel about KD potentially being positioned to become a Raptor?
1: Whoa, big conversation.
2: Is it too soon for that?
1: No, no, I'm I'm down. Interesting, interesting, <laughs> interesting. You want to elaborate, Brian? Um, I mean, uh, from the beginning, uh, my my package that I would send out, I don't think would be taken. Um, The more, the longer time goes on, the less I'm interested in doing the deal uh, because I love these guys. And uh, I've fallen in love with, with uh, all the guys that I think would, would be part of a package that is somewhat realistic. But to me, uh, if Katie comes, the Raptors, OG and Obi. Gary Trent Jr., Precious Achua, and three first-round draft picks uh, are what I'm willing to give up. Again, the longer this goes, the more I don't want to give them up because I begin to have visions and dreams of of what they can become These and of I love it. Yeah, ra- raising raising the the prophetic. Uh, championship Lario B trophy above their heads in 2024 2025 so okay. me, I'm, I'm okay if we keep this team but that's the deal that I'm willing to give what do you think Z
0: um, I have to be honest like it, it is tantalizing right as, <laughs> a, as, a, as a thought experiment to, to have a top 10 all time we're talking all time I didn't wow. top 10 games. all time Wow. He's top 10 all time. I think uh, at the end of his career, he'll be top 10 all time. But even right now, I think I think there's a strong argument. Um, but beyond that, I, I love his game. I've loved seeing him play the game of basketball ever since he was a Texan Longhorn. Um, and, uh, and to see his game evolve when he played in that, you know, in that Seattle supersonic Jersey, and then went on, went on to Oklahoma city. And, uh, and it was even hard to root against him against golden state because um, his game is so fluid. I uh, just, just uh, like immaculately poetic. Um, and, and then to s- picture him playing for the Toronto Raptors, goodness gracious. I haven't even gotten to the point about immediately us getting Becoming a contentious, you know, championship team, a contending championship team, I should say. Um, but would I do it? You know, four years of Kevin Durant. Um, I do not want to give up what we've built so far, right? Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, uh, OG Ananobi, um scotty barnes now and you know gary Trent. it's hard page on a young nucleus that has only really had one year right of building uh uh together uh and a a contentious year you know um you know full of injuries but we're talking kd and so i i would have to uh, I would have to, you know, I'd, I'd be willing to give up maybe, and you can't do this due to the stipend rule, right? You can't give consecutive first round draft picks, so you have to you'll have to skip a year. But I'm willing to do that for the next ten years, right? So, um, ten to fifteen years, for goodness sake, and I'm willing to give a Gary Trent and 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 par, and part and parcel like half of our bench. We're talking like. You know, a true uh, Birch, Coloco, Flynn. Um, shoot, I, I'd be willing to, 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 to work in Brooklyn for a year. You know, I, I don't know, sweep <laughs> the floors of the Barclay Center. I mean, you have my services. On top of, of your job. <laughs> I will sacrifice, I'll go on a, an, an inter- interchange. It's called an interchange. <laughs> And make and make less money from what I'm earning right now from the public service as a public servant um, just so I can like be a topping on that on that deal <laughs> Bobby Webster Masayu Giri I'm making myself <laughs> I don't know how much of an asset I am right, right? <laughs> to sweeten the deal I'm bilingual I, I you know I can work Ooh. PR for the Brooklyn Nets, you know what I mean? All my allegiance will be with the Brooklyn Nets at least for the period of that trade. And then, you know, I can, you know.
1: Are you on the pod at that point? I don't know if I'm willing to give this trade. I up. mean,
0: I'll give I mean I'll give I'll give up the being part of the pod, man. I have to. My allegiance wow. with the, are with the Brooklyn Nets, right? Wow. I, I will, you know, but again,
2: I I wow. will not
0: give up, you know, that core, right? That core of Pasowskiakum, Van Vliet. Mm. And Barnes, the, you know, even Ananobi, I'll, I'll have to, you know, uh, go back and forth with. But I'm, I'd probably be willing to give him up because he's such a promising player, still at 23 years old, with so much more um, basketball um, and to, to 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 learn and 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 his archetype for it to evolve, really. Um, and so, uh, so that's that's the th- that's. That's the uh, that's the fine line, right? In terms of, in, in, in you know, and who's going to bite? And just to let you know, this will be my last thought about it. Um, we have more leverage in, yeah. and if there is an ongoing negotiation, we don't know wh- where it is. Uh, the pressure is on the Brooklyn Nets. The pressure right. is on uh, on uh, on Marks to 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 make a deal, right? Knowing that there's been a demand for a trade, but by their number, their franchise player, and there's not a lot of teams out there that can compete with what we can bring to the table in terms of, a, in terms of leveraging pieces and assets. Um, but uh, one thing that you know, I think, um, and I think that's been reported quite loudly, and you know, I, you know, and to and you know to, to no ends. Um, but there is something about giving up organizational culture, right? And so when we made the trade with for Kawhi Leonard, uh, we gave up DeMar DeRozan, uh, really was a, a franchise player for us, and you know first round draft pick and 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 Jakob Pertle We didn't we didn't we didn't give up organizational culture, our core. We added Kawhi Leonard to what was already there. Uh, hence, why I think we were able to. Win a championship within like within a year, which often isn't the case for a lot of franchises. Uh, so that makes us kind of an anomaly. And I think that's that's the key. Can can we keep a, a particular core together that you know that 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 issues the um, organizational culture of the team in order for there there to be that synergy and chemistry um, that that leads to a championship formula, right? Courtney, bold, bold. Well,
2: yeah, you stole a lot of my uh, the things that I was going to touch on there, Z. But my, you, main... you would
0: also, you would also trade yourself to the Brooklyn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. You took that in a weird direction. I didn't realize that our season finale was you announcing your free agency. Yeah, good. I don't good that, but
0: uh, giving a heart you, attack. Me.
2: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you have fun get us tickets to some games if you can yeah
0: yeah yeah. okay i'll even have a nice flat in brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> to stay in
2: uh, but wow so both of you guys if you get a phone call right now 9 1 p.m eastern standard time with a trade package that includes og and an both of you would take it to get katie tonight
0: yes yes yeah i i don't i don't I say that Mm cheerfully, Courtney. Mm -hmm. I say that cheerfully, and I'll go. I'll go on a very long walk
1: afterwards. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Wow. I don't know. I struggle. How the
1: prayer vigil.
2: I struggle with this one. I, I certainly, obviously, I'm not going to deny KD's skill, his performance. Would I call him top 10 of all time? I don't know if I'd go that yeah, far. Man, but I don't know
0: about that either. <laughs> wow.
2: Cool. Right, well, we're
0: John Corbin now? We're, we're... <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. Yeah, I don't know if i go that far. I mean, again, obviously not going to knock him as a player. I think for me, it's more the question of culture and if he is a player who would evolve and adapt our culture or if he would change it in a way that wouldn't be good for our team um it also raises the question of you know what happens if halfway through the season he demands a trade he's sick of toronto he hates it you know these are things that are uh I mean, I, I have to believe it wouldn't happen so soon after his experience in Brooklyn, but you never know, right? So for me, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing him fit within the culture of our team. I, I often think back to the Kawhi trade, and in that situation, like I, I was opposed to getting Kawhi. And again, love the dude. He's obviously a phenomenal player, but I wasn't willing to give up Damar and Jakob for him. Obviously, now, in hindsight, it was the right call, absolutely. But I still hesitated. But I think with KD, I think, like, are we in that kind of position that we were in when we acquired Kawhi? When we knew that we were in a position to take it all the way and to get that chip? I don't know if the team that we have right now would take it all the way to the finals with KD, even if we did just have him for a year. So I don't know if we want to give up some of these young guys like OG, Gary, Precious, who have so much potential to develop for a player who might get tired of us after a year and then take off. Even just seeing the way that Precious alone developed. I hated him throughout the first half of this season. Wow. Wow, I I thought Precious was such a liability to the Raptors. I could not stand Mm -hmm. him. I was... I, yeah, deeply opposed. But then by part, wait, like a third of the way through the season, I'd stay. You know, he found his rhythm, he got better. And now I love the dude. Nice. So I don't like our obviously our development staff is unbelievable and they do the impossible. So I have a hard time giving away so much potential for greatness for a guy who's going to be 34 going into the season who who's <laughs> with injuries and you know is he like and it's, I don't even just his confidence like you said Z like sorry my last point on Katie you know he's a phenomenal basketball player. But the guy doesn't believe in himself. He has these burner accounts on Twitter so that when people talk shit about him online, he can go defend himself.
3: Defending
2: <laughs> Durant, but you're still so insecure as a person that you feel the need to do these things. So I don't know. For me, like again, it's nothing to do with his play. It's more just the the cultural fit. Interesting. Uh, you know,
0: you know I, and bef- Bryce, before uh, you jump in, uh, <laughs> in in response to that, I, I I left out a really important key factor, and I think Courtney addressed it, and I think that's that's really, that, that's critical in all of this. Is 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 um, you know, uh, is KD a fit for the Toronto Raptors? Right on on, on the basketball court, absolutely. But that's yeah. not what you bring players in right uh, the Toronto Raptors are known um to do a thorough assessment uh, a holistic assessment of players when they bring in whether it's free agency whether it's the draft whether it's even summer league um there's sometimes inconsistencies and head scratchers with that I completely agree uh, and and I and and I think uh we can talk about that at a later point um this KD fit and I think is this an opportunity for growth right as a 34 year old is there still opportunity for you to evolve as a as a as an athlete as a person and can the Toronto Raptors organization be a vehicle be a a, a mosaic for KD uh, to continue to evolve even as an individual where issues such as his insecurities um, the weight on his shoulders that he constantly carries can that be can that be tended to? Much like we saw opportunities for growth in a Kyle Lowry, in a Pascal Siakam, um, I think we need to um, consider that as well in 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 in, in all of this. Because yes, there's this sense of will he only be here for one year? Will he be dissatisfied? Well, I think th- I don't think those are always basketball-related issues. I think there are other variables at play, and I think I, I, I have the strongest belief in how the Toronto Raptors um, work with their players, um, even beyond basketball. That I think we would be also doing Katie a favor um, um, in bringing him over. I, I mean, that's probably big. That's a big pitch, salesman <laughs> pitch. You know what I mean? Like what, <laughs> like new age uh, p- pitch that I'm 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 putting out there. But I thought about that significantly over the last two years, the last two, 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 two weeks, and I'm like, we it ha- there has to be more to this than beyond just basketball. And I think I gave it, you know, and that my that was my human humanistic spiel. Again, uh,
1: I thought uh zaya you were tony robbins for a second there oh. <laughs> hey
0: man i'm definitely not making tony robbins money <laughs> so.
1: uh, i mean courtney is not making drake money but sound like she was saying honestly katie never mind <laughs> <laughs> I... uh incredible uh thoughts and and points uh from both of you uh, obviously it is, as you said, Zaya, like a, a, a real thought, uh, adventure, a real, like, um, great, like mental, uh, moment for us to, to consider. Cause you have a player of this magnitude, um, you know, you feel like he could get you to the promised land. That, that we are having our chips with the dip, but uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, There's so many questions around KD as a person and, and even his health uh, as he turns 34 in September. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's a tough sell. Yeah.
1: Um, any other free agents that you guys want to talk about? Uh, any other signings or, or should we get on to Summer League?
0: Yeah, let me throw this at you. Uh, Courtney, Bryce, what do you think
1: of uh, DeAndre Ayton? Right, coming to the Raptors or just in general?
0: No, uh, coming to the Raptors. I think uh, there were some early rumors uh, that we would quote unquote be interested. I put that in quotations because anything, any I mean, am I interested in going out with Rihanna if her relationship <laughs> with ASAP Rocky doesn't go well? Absolutely. Right. Like, even if it's like just for, for coffee, you know what I mean? Or running errands for her going out with Rihanna is an experience, you know, she's a wonderful individual, but in, you know, I say that only because the term interested means a lot of things. Right. So, um, but uh, would he be a good fit? Would, should we, you know, consider him um, uh, a, a fit for the Toronto Raptors?
2: Bryce, thoughts?
1: Uh, Great question. I mean, when I've heard that Donovan Mitchell wants to be moved, I thought that, um, you know, DeAndre Ayton would be uh, a good fit in Utah, um, maybe more than in Toronto. (laughs) But um, I think there's certainly some holes, some gaps that DeAndre Ayton fills for us. But just like Rudy Gobert, I, I think there's aspects uh, to to his game. There, there's holes in his game that I think are, are also gaping. And I'm not sure I want to pay a guy 30 million who's not going to close a game. So um, in a lot of ways, I, I I think I'd rather build Coloco and and Precious Achua more than I'd uh, want to pay DeAndre Ayton 30 million. So that's my... Hang up with DeAndre on the Raptors.
2: Fair enough. Um, let me start by saying, Rihanna, if you are listening, and if you and ASAP are having troubles, I would also be very interested. Right. I'm not gonna knock Zy or anything, but I think we get along just fine. So hit me up. Um, <laughs> Secondly, um, D'Andre Aiden. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I had less thoughts about D'Andre, more about Rihanna. Right,
3: right.
1: Um,
2: But yeah, I would say I'd take him before KD. Um, I was actually fortunate enough to see D'Andre in March Madness in 2018. Uh, I saw him in college and I was astounded by him. And that was a really powerful draft class. Like, that was, we got. luca we got trey young we got Shay, you know we got the uh, marvin bagley III, who i really thought was gonna go places and do wonderful things but all that to say i saw him in the midst of a really exciting college year and i thought he was excellent obviously the raptors could benefit from having a center who's been in the league for a bit I think Christian Coloco's got some long-term potential but in the meantime it wouldn't hurt to have someone who has some experience in the NBA he's above 6'9 that doesn't hurt either so (laughs) I mean I'm not super enthusiastically saying we should pursue him and go for it I think that we're in a pretty comfortable position as we are right now at the same time I trust Masai and Bobby above everyone else so if we do acquire him I will know that it's a it's a good call and I'll be excited to see what he could potentially bring to the team.
1: So would you, uh, Courtney and Zai, would you be willing to go into the luxury tax and sign them if we could to a, to a contract, you know, if, if the Suns don't match it, Um, or would you be willing to give up players on our team? And if there were players, you'd rather go the player, the trade route, Uh, what players would you be willing to give up for DeAndre? (sighs)
2: Sorry,
0: are we still talking DeAndre or not? Rihanna? Sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Uh, Are you willing to give up your
1: job for Rihanna? Uh, (laughs) It sounds like it. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Rihanna, if you're also listening, um, <laughs> I know Courtney is a wonderful person, um, but uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I actually would not do. I, I threw the question to you because I, do, you know, I, I dodged the question myself. I, I, I I'm not interested in DeAndre uh, Ayton. I think, I think he has a lot of potential. I think he um, uh, is a smart player. Uh, I think he uh has has shown leaps and bounds uh, in terms of development uh, in the last several years. Playing with Chris Paul is always a great thing. He has range now that I would I, I would want him to explore more. But he I wouldn't want to put get ourselves in a financial situation um, well, for Dion, uh, where we have, you know not even not you know, wiggle room, no wiggle room like we're, we're above the tax for someone who is not a guarantee to put us over as a championship contender, right? KD. Absolutely. Kawhi Leonard. Absolutely. Deandre Ayton is in that type of player. Right. And it's unfortunate because he plays a a position that no longer, uh, that, that's, 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 uh, that's no longer kind of that power play uh, position as it was in the past, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. that that position that is a power play is the wing pl- position, and yeah. so uh, can you defend a Jason Tatum? Uh, can you defend a Giannis Antetokounmpo? Can you defend a Jimmy Butler? Can you defend KD? Right, um, Aiton yeah. uh the Golden State Warriors can prove it to you that they can run you out the off off the court. They can run yeah. a DeAndre Aiton off the court. So um, th- th- that doesn't even fit in the Toronto Raptors character Um, I'm looking for opportunities where Pascal Siakam and um, Scotty Barnes can continue to grow Um, and I think DeAndre Ayton is going to kind of hinder that um, just based on his position just based on he's not a consistent three-point threat Um, so um, Courtney mentioned Precious Achua I'd rather Precious versatility and an and, and, and opportunity to grow, I'd be willing to bank on that than bring in DeAndre Ayton, who's going to demand a high salary, 30 a year. I don't think we need th- to take that on, um, even if though I wish that he does sign that for himself. Right. But, uh, no. Uh,
1: that draft class, Courtney, as you said, was incredible. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Jaron Jackson Jr., who also just signed a a max deal, or close to a max deal, I believe. Uh, Mikel or Michael Bridges from from Phoenix. DeAndre Ayton's teammate was in that uh, as well. Michael Porter Jr. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was a
2: huge one. That was my one and only March Madness experience, and I don't think I realized how privileged I was at the time to be there.
1: Shea Gilders Alexander was there. And of course, a guy who I don't think should play another minute of basketball, Miles Bridges from Michigan State, was amen. Was, yeah,
2: shouldn't yeah. even be a question. Yeah, this whole notion. I uh, I know. I think we uh, we can share it for our listeners here. But the Katie Heidmull's article touching on that, I think, was just brilliant. I give Katie all the shoutouts and flowers in the world for the way yeah. that she spoke to that because. No, it shouldn't even be a question. It shouldn't be a discussion. He shouldn't be in the NBA.
3: Yeah.
2: And I know that this isn't a domestic violence is an issue that goes well beyond the NBA. Absolutely. Every major sport. I mean, unfortunately, every kind of profession really, but in major sports, it is very prevalent. So Mm -hmm. I will be interested to see how that plays out. I really despise the fact that the kind of biggest, um, I don't know, piece of commentary coming out of that is the fact that he fumbled the bag um he oh is just pretty unbelievable but yeah i, I agree 100 percent. he has no just shouldn't be in the nba
3: that said i'm
2: also very critical of the raptors decision to sign uh-huh. also has a history of domestic violence so, yeah uh, i love our team but i also am going to hold them accountable and believe that we can be better
1: yeah for sure certainly uh with Karukas on the Raptors summer league team and, and miles bridges. Uh, this is going to be a conversation that we'll probably have at least another time. Uh, and as you said, Katie, uh, sorry, Courtney talking about Katie Hendel's article uh, as we usually say on, on this show, Katie Hendel's writing is required reading for Raptors fans. And writing. Speaking of Katie Hendel, and uh the toronto raptors uh katie was down in las vegas seeing the raptors in summer league uh i know that you guys were talking about the utah game utah versus the toronto raptors raptors uh did win that game 80 74 uh any thoughts initial thoughts on some summer league stuff before we call uh call it an end of the bot? courtney
2: Oof. I mean, I've been pretty sick with COVID, so I'll be honest, I haven't <laughs> seen as much of Summer League as I would like. There were many games that I started and then I fell asleep and then I woke up and it was over. <laughs> um, so full disclosure, I have not been watching as much as I intended to or anticipated. I have Philly and Miami on in front of me right now, but I've been listening to you guys, so I haven't been paying too much attention to <laughs> them. Um, But I did see, like I was kind of following along tonight, even our game, and I saw that DJ Wilson put up 22 points. Fantastic. And that Delano opened the game yesterday, I think with three back to back threes, if I read that correctly.
3: That's true. Yep.
2: Well, you know, I know that there's been a lot of talk about the Raptors needing a backup point guard to give Freddie's knees a bit of a break. And obviously Delano's young and has a lot of room to develop, but it's uh, obviously very promising seeing that this summer league team is really stepping up.
0: Yeah, um, I've actually been an avid uh, watcher of of the summer league uh, for both for two reasons. One, nostalgic because I was there last year. Uh, um and and i know how magnetic that that um that week and week and a half you know two weeks really is um and how important it is for for different organizations as well as players at different levels right players who are trying to get a contract players that are looking to develop and, and then players who are not playing but are there uh, to encourage to add value um, to their team's culture. Um, it's really a great sight to see. Um, how the Toronto Raptors are faring, I think, you know, when you look at the roster, um, it, it, we've put an emphasis on um, developing, you know, some guards, you know, our guard play not, for our main roster. And so you have Delano playing some heavy minutes. And I'm really attentive to what types of schemes that they're running you know they're putting a lot of responsibility uh, on his shoulders to make decisions on the spot and and it's exhausting I mean you're all, you're playing against guys who are who are who some who don't have a contract some who um, are trying to prove themselves so he's getting double teamed he's seeing all sorts of defenses and I actually think is it, it's inc- it's great for his development uh that's one two Uh, You have someone who joined our team and was signed uh, for the remainder of the season, Armani Brooks, right? He's getting a lot of run. Um, He's shooting it. uh, He shot it well for the first two games. He had a bad shooting game today against the Utah Jazz. But I'm glad that um, uh, Trevor Gleason, who's uh, heading the coaching duties for the summer team, uh, is really putting an emphasis on um, guard play, right? You're seeing the ball in the hands of uh, the two guys I just named. Um, and there's one guy who I'm really interested to see if he gets an invite. Um, he has been smoking the G League. And that's Jeff Downton. Uh, he won't get his shot off Bryce Courtney like there's no tomorrow. Um, uh, he, he, I don't think he can be stopped one-on-one. Um, I think he's, he makes certain mistakes in terms of uh, <clears throat> being too shot happy. But he reminds me, I don't know if you remember, uh, Lou Will in his prime. Uh, right. And um, uh, but just a 6'3 guard. I think one thing that I think Trevor Cleason is trying to do is also help him become a better playmaker. Um, so deferring to his teammates, creating for his teammates rather than just not himself – Uh, running multiple pick and rolls and helping him with his kind of vision of the courts to see the kind of holes that they're in uh, the, you know, the opponent's defense. Uh, And then lastly, the Coloco the 33rd uh, draft pick um, from Arizona um, who um, Courtney, you mentioned, yeah, he's, he's a long-term project, but he has shown a lot of, uh, positive signs. Uh, great rotation can guard the perimeter. Um, knows how to read the floor defensively. Uh, d- offensively is still kind of slow uh, in terms of uh, getting his own shot off. Um, and I think that's just because he hasn't played a lot of basketball. Um, uh, and it, I think he picked it up at, uh, around 16 years old uh, through the you know basketball without borders academy and. Um, so, yeah, so I think, you know, I think this is an opportunity for some guys to get a uh, training camp invite. And and also uh, it's an opportunity for our coaching staff to grow. I know there's a couple of assistant coaches that are have taken on more responsibility as well. Um, and so it's kind of fun to, to see that it's also not just players, but it's also an opportunity for coaches to develop and learn and um, and kind of flex their muscles
1: yeah I I saw the opener that the Raptors had against Philadelphia 76ers Um, I'm not going to say the Philadelphia 76ers summer league team is going to win the summer league team and apparently get a ring on their finger this is the first year they're talking about getting rings but uh, I will say that the Philadelphia 76ers did not look like professional basketball players mostly because of how long Fast and dedicated to the press and the pressure uh, half-court defense uh, the Raptors were displaying. Uh, It was very impressive to see um, almost every guy on the court at one point in the fourth quarter be 6'8 or above and be able to run like gazelles, close down ground, and get their hands in passing lanes. I think the Philadelphia 76ers had 22 turnovers in the game. And most of those were forced by the Raptors' defense.
0: Yeah, and um, uh, and they lo- they they and they're they're also making mistakes that the main roster um, made this past season, right? In terms of finding difficulties and getting a shot off uh, right. or having an efficient offense in the half court. So we lost the game against the Bulls, and if you saw that game. Um, was it, it was a hard watch um after uh, Delano started the game hot he kind of um, got cold and and I think that was also the the way in which the whole team played um, just erratic offense turnovers um and so it's it, it is something that I know that the coaching staff is trying to address and one thing that I did learn last year and you know, uh, hearing some coaches talk and scouts is, you know, sometimes co- the, the, the teams are experimenting with certain plays, certain schemes during summer league to see how, if they can implement that during the regular season. So when, it, when, we, when, it, when summer league looks choppy and disorganized, a lot of it has to do with the fact that some teams are trying to experiment with new schemes. And so it's supposed to look that way. Um, and so it, sometimes it's requiring fans uh, in attendance or watching it, uh, from afar to keep that in mind that it's like, it's, these guys are still professional athletes at the end of the day. Right. And so, yes, mm-hmm. they're, you know, a team turns the ball over 30 plus times, but it's not their, you know, it's not their fault. They're playing with some guys for their first time and the coach is asking them to run particular types of plays because they're trying to see, you know, how something looks on the floor, be on a page. Um, one guy that I forgot to mention because we picked him as a as a second round draft pick last year is David Johnson. Uh, he's, he's showing you some good, the bad, and ugly, and I think that's yeah. just the youth. And uh, I think you know Raptors Twitter can be a little harsh, but I'm like, be be. Let's all be, um, let's all be patient with someone's development. And I'm trying to find footage of Fred Bleet's summer league play when he when he when he but i can't find it because i'm sure if you saw fred van vliet in summer league you would have asked yourself there's no way this guy's an all-star there's no way this guy signs a hundred million dollar contract there's no way he's a starter or plays or starts in the second half of a game six you know um so i think we should hold our judgment of some of these players who are really giving themselves, um, on the court and enduring the Las Vegas heat and trying to remain disciplined in a city, uh, nicknamed, uh, what the city of sin, right. Sin, sin city? Exactly. Right. And so, um, that, you know, kudos to these young 20 somethings who are really trying to, this is their, you know, kind of, it's a, it's a, like a job fair. Right. Um, you throw uh, job. You throw me a job fair in in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Goodness gracious, man! I'll come back home unemployed. You know what I mean? Uh, if I was if I was twenty, um, it's essentially that's what Las Vegas is, right? Right. And so uh, so kudos to them, and uh, looking forward to um, what the summer league brings out for at least for our Toronto Raptors and. Courtney, yeah. If you get a chance, I highly recommend you checking out Vegas Summer League in the future.
2: Oh, I definitely plan to. It was my intention. Like I said, I started many games, I just fell asleep throughout yeah. many games. <laughs> but I would love to go. If you're ever in a position where you find yourself with tickets to Summer League, tickets <laughs> to <laughs> somehow hit me up. I, Unless you're bringing your girlfriend Rihanna with you. I-,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's, yeah, yeah, you know. You know, you know, Rihanna and I will talk about it
1: (laughs) now. uh, Last year, uh, our season finale was right before Zaya went to Vegas and uh, our third, our third episode of last uh, of this season, sorry, was uh, when uh, Zaya gave his his Las Vegas diaries um, so it, it's only appropriate that we're talking about summer league and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about summer League a little bit more uh, when it closes up uh, next week and we can have a bit of a, a focused recap on that uh, but there is is lots to be excited about um, as we uh, approach the beginning of our third season. Hard to imagine Zaya that uh, you and I have have gone through so many episodes, but thank goodness Courtney has joined the team to help the load and uh, and to add her brilliance uh, to the mix. Um, any any final thoughts? Maybe not so much on the pod itself, but on on the Raptors team uh, or the JV team uh, where where we finished up um, uh, this season too. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I guess we can say goodbye to Zaya as he heads to the Barclays. (laughs) Here, it's been a pleasure. It's been a delight. If you want to come back, welcome.
0: All I gotta say, you're welcome and enjoy, uh, KD, the milk and honey, and front row seats.
1: You're gonna get us front row seats when we come to Brooklyn and visit you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, on
2: the record now. Absolutely. I'm I'm excited to see where the Raptors take us this season. I mean, I never thought going into the last season that we would have won 48 games, but hey, anything is possible. Um, So, you know, I'm glad that we got Otto. I'm excited to see what he brings. I'm very happy that Thad and Chris Boucher are both back. So, I'm just looking forward to the season. It's kind of like it's it's fun being a Raptors fan when you don't have that expectation of okay, we're going to take it all the way. We're going to win the chip. I can just go into it just excited to watch our team do what they do best. And Scotty, I am super excited to see how he starts this season because I think that he's he's obviously been bulking up. He's been in the gym, he's been working. So, I don't know, he was rookie of the year. I think he's going to bring a lot to our next season and then as for the jv team i'm just so happy to be here it's really it's been so fun i can't believe i just get to talk basketball with you guys so i appreciate being here it's uh it's fun i'm excited to see where we take things moving forward
0: yeah great uh yeah i mean i can't believe we're going into season three i mean i thought i was just going to be in for like a few episodes Um, (laughs) So uh, yeah, so I think you know I think we've improved. I think you know the quality uh, from sound to how we kind of um, chop up subject matters. But I think there's one quality that that, that will remain. Uh, I think there's a level of I think the term authenticity can can be mm-hmm. overused, but I think there is. I think that's important, right? We don't have particular brands that are pushing us to to say whatever we don't. Uh, um, we don't, we're not trying to posture ourselves and compete with other podcasts. I think, uh, the organic element to the fact that we all know each other as, as friends is also important. And we are talking about the Toronto Raptors and basketball at large, and also sprinkling in some social, some social issues, which I think cannot be divorced to the realities of, um, um. Of watching a sport played by human beings, right? And so, um, I think that's that's always the the fun part, and I can also then, uh, you know, also talk about nonsense like my dream of being the, you know, uh, uh, Rihanna's future husband, or you know, I mean, or a Barclays Center employee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh you know it's uh and you know i i mean and also important to say right like i mean we also started this during the pandemic and i think if one thing that the pandemic has taught us is that it could it could be incredibly isolating one two um it has taken uh lives And it has really robbed, uh, you know, people from a particular type of joy, right, that we're so used to and and, and quite frankly, privileged to experience. And so Mm. this has been kind of a bomb, uh, you know, uh, in the midst of all of that, uh, not a panacea to solve everyone's issues, Mm. but a route for us to um, lean in, in in a different form of community. And so I think that's the reason I give to people who who are surprised that I I have a podcast. I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) it's not just a subject that I quite know very well, but, you know, (laughs) let me give you some context. Um, And they, by the way, they never see me the same after they hear me. So I
1: I mean, there's uh, one of my friends who I I think you've actually played ball with. But it's been a few years. uh, Who says that? Uh, you're the most intelligent guy who talks about basketball that that he listens to. Wow. Um, wow. So you, wow. You, have, you have high praise, my man. You have high praise. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, what we do on the pod is is what uh, we probably um, you know celebrate in life too, and that's the humanity of uh, people we're in relationship with. And whether the individual players in the Toronto Raptors know it, we have a relationship with them, and we celebrate their humanity. Uh, and I think that you know people listening to the pod love that we're fans and fans first and foremost. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that, but that we're not hiding from humanity and and all the the uh, you know the, the the colors and and struggles that that come with humanity. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll not shy away as Katie hendel and, and many others lead the way. And uh, looking forward to, to season three with conversations with Zaya's nemesis Chris Jackson and Zaya's <laughs> arch, arch rival John Corbin as well. <laughs> first of all, I,
0: I first of all, I don't recognize those names. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, I, I, I bring it on. Love those guys. Looking forward to uh, the sequels. Brilliant, brilliant.
2: And then all right, here, y'all. I want to do an episode with Chad Cecile, who refuses to believe I exist and that I'm a real person. Wow. Come on again. And he'll be like, Courtney, nice to meet you. I'll be like, we've met 700 times, but great to wow. have you back.
1: <laughs> uh, Chad Cecile, moving to Detroit. Uh, when, when we go to Detroit as a JV road trip, we'll have to make sure Chad is on the pod.
2: Oh, definitely. One yeah. last note. I hope that I prove myself and that I'm still here for season four or season five because by that point, Toronto's going to have a WNBA team, and that's hey. really going to uh, oh, open up the door into
0: existence. Yeah, I love it. I love we might it.
2: even have to rename at that point, depending on what that team's called. So, no, oh. I, I appreciate being here with you guys, and I'm uh, yeah excited to see where we take things.
1: Great stuff. Well, uh, enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of the evening. Uh, Courtney and Zaya, and, and all those who are, are listening wherever you're listening from and make sure you enjoy the sunshine because it's, uh, it's shining in, in TO uh, just as it is in Vegas and in Ottawa. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.
2: Good night.
3: I think I don't, I don't do or money or fortune. I arts. So need